Let me hear you by guitar. From Miss Olivia Newton-John. There you go. Let's get physical. Physical. I'm physical. still hearing Physical it. touch. Well, yeah, because I haven't turned her all the way down. Okay. There we go. She has turned all the way down. Thank you. Welcome back to the effed up, up life. life. Yeah, guys, welcome. We've been gone for a little bit, but the effed up life is your faith, family, fitness, all in our fixer upper. Correct. Hoping that we right. can the every day. make, be better at marriage. Be. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, baby. That would be our mission statement, to be, be better, better at, at marriage, marriage. Including us. Including us. And trust me, guys, we work on that all the time, do we not? Yes, we do. Yes, so we do. Yes, we we're do. in the middle of our. We are in the middle of our five love languages. We thought that was pretty important to bring, dissect. Dissect, dissect yep, and bring to the younger generation as well as couples the older. Couples of all, yes, yep. couples of couples of everywhere. Couples so, of everywhere. Yeah, so guys, we are hitting today. Uh-huh. We are hitting the. Just so you guys know, we kind of skipped last week. We had our grandkids. Uh, we love them so much. They're so cute. So, but we love them. So we're coming back at you this weekend, and we are on love language number five. Mm-hmm. So, in case you have been listening, which we hope you have, the just remember, just a little bit of a recap. Love language number one is your words of affirmation. Love language number two is QT. That'd be quality, quality time. time. Yep. Love language number three is receiving gifts. Gifts. Right. And love Ooh. language number four was your acts of service. Service. So today, uh, it's kind of be interesting today. We are on love language number cinco. Five. Very Five. last one. See that multilingual right there. So we are on what we would call physical touch. Physical touch. Interesting. And the five love languages is by a Dr. Gary Chapman. So, so let's let's talk it's a good about look. this. It's a good one. read. This chapter is a little longer. Go ahead. So Why don't you start. Oh, you want me to start? Yep. Okay. The I thought it was interesting again how there is this physical touch kind of an essence that he brings right to the forefront when it comes to even as a child. Yeah, because he I talks about cool. developmental issues for those that have not been hugged and snuggled and loved. It's just yes, 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 yes. part think, of what you do with a baby. Yes. Well, and so I've got in my notes here. Like your physical touch and your emotional status based on being held, hugged, kissed, whatever starts as, as a child. starts as a baby. Yep. Like now, did you did you grow up in a physical touch family? I didn't think so. No. Yeah, I know you did not. Uh, I did from my father. My mother yeah. was not a real big, and she'll admit that it's not something that's like, you know, like this big secret faux pas. My mom's not a very like uh, emotional huggy. Like very warm per se. I had two of those. Oh yeah, you did. So my father was very, very touchy, huggy. huggy you know, you know, kiss you stuff like that. So uh, I guess that makes that makes me. Does that does that give me a stronger emotional state? No, let's <laughs> just say that it doesn't make you more uh, secure, right? No that security, right? Actually, <laughs> no. in some instances, it may, it may actually make you a little more bit more insecure, insecure. right? Anyway. So, but it's kind of funny how he starts with the children, with babies. And then he goes on and, you know, one of the things, one of the stories, because he likes to bring stories into this, was someone who loved to cook. She was, what, a chef? Oh, yeah. Well, let's let's back up just a second, real, real quick. 
I thought was pretty important. And I think sometimes we may leave this out, which I think we need to kind of develop this idea a little bit more. But he actually goes to Mark chapter 10, right? And he actually quotes Christ. Yeah, and Jesus is sitting there. Well, and, you know, everybody knows the story. Let the little kids come and all that. The little kids are talking. That's great. But you also realize in that story, his disciples kind of scoff at him. Yeah. Like, do we got time for this? We have like, time for the little kids. Yeah, we got time for the kids? Like, you know, dude, like, like they're just a waste of time type take, thing. Take time. So, yeah. So, Pour into it's amazing. Kids. It's just amazing how Christ centered on little kids, right? And actually, even quotes in the Bible that, you know, in order to come to heaven, you need, or no, in order to get to Christ, you got to come to him as a little child. So it's pretty. I, th- I thought that was pretty remarkable. So and then I did in, not in, mean to skip into, over Jesus and go right into <laughs> this lady's story. But the I, judgment, I know. Right? Sorry about that. Just the conviction is heavy, but the story is good. So Back go to my story. Okay. Now that we've had the opener, correct of Jesus, we've had the Jesus and little kids. So there was this woman, and she was an excellent cook. And she was, what, like a chef. And she would prepare these amazing this, meals. Yeah, he called them eloquent. Eloquent. I mean, eloquent all meals. the time yep. for her husband. And what was funny was, I mean, lots of time, lots of preparation, because every time her dad sat down to eat, he would praise. Praise her mother. Yes, praise her mother. Like he would even tell her, this is why I love you. Yes. Because these are so good. Like, yeah, it's just so, so good. good. So she grew up and I guess had great food and then went on to be like some culinary, you know, yeah, the same. chef. Yeah, like and yeah. expected her husband to feel the same way. And right. he would have been happy with just like meat and potatoes, you <laughs> right. know, like mashed potatoes and some meatloaf yeah, every kidding, night, yeah, just, you know. Just cook some chicken tenders. Yes. And throw so them in the air fryer. Come on. She just totally felt unappreciated. Yes. Because she was working so hard to show him yes. how much she cared about him. And he was just like, dude, order a pizza and touch me. Right. <laughs> Well, we, we'll have to pull that quote back up that you read to me a couple of weeks ago at the end. Where, like, a woman needs this, 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 this. Oh, and a guy just that. needs yeah. this and this, and it's and he's good to go. Yeah. Like, well, we'll 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 say that to the end. I don't have it. Do you have it? But, oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember well, of course it all. I do. Yeah, see, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make you guys hang on and listen to the end. But I thought... I, don't I thought this I was say. a good. I thought this was a good quote here. I don't know if, I don't know if you saw this, or I actually underlined it. And I put this is so funny, but he's like he quotes like old timers. I oh guess, yeah, the you know, way whatever. to a man's heart is his stomach, it's and his stomach, how many but, men have been uh, fed to death? Right. Well, he said, <laughs> I just think this is super funny. He's like many a man has been fattened for the kill. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what? Because of that, but like, honestly, why, I mean, right? I will how true say, is that? Partially because I. I thought it was interesting because I do cook for Chris. It, I watched yes, my mom have it be an act of service. We've talked about this in the last podcast. And so I cook for him. In fact, I cooked for him earlier today, something I could yeah. not eat. Correct. And You don't I, want to tell him what it is? No. Nobody's business. <laughs> anyway, wow. Wow. He, he just wants to open the door wide okay. open. And you know what? Why don't you all just come over? Moving Why don't in? you just come okay. over? Okay. Anyway, so, so I literally, you know, serve him that way and I just find it interesting that it was brought up again that we tend to mimic what our parents idea of marriage was I don't even know if that's a love language for me 
as much as it kind of got me thinking, as much as I see that as how a marriage is supposed, like supposed to be. Supposed to be, yeah. yeah. Well, because this girl thought the same. Yeah, I know. Like, and that's, don't you think that goes back into your childhood, yeah, oh, your experiences yeah. and what you saw? Yeah, because my makes dad. You who you are. And I've told you, and I've told you this before. So you've been out there, the cook, dude. Congrats! I mean, congrats to you, bro. I got much love for you. But like growing up in my household, if my dad was going to cook, <laughs> which never happened, right? But if he was going to put something together, it was cinnamon toast. Like throw a little butter on the toast, throw it in the oven, cook it on broil, throw some cinnamon on there. Oatmeal. Or my dad did teach us how to put some. Um, uh, grease in the pan, make some homemade donuts. <laughs> like, like you know, as far as like cooking, nah, dude, nah, nah. Just, just, my, at least for my father, it's what it just that wasn't there for Which me. Which is interesting because both of my boys can cook. I they do. Interesting enough, yes. You know, but I, yet, I love that. But yet, our daughter is lacking. Ooh, girl, listen to me. It's mm-hmm. just, it just think about the way you grew up just a little bit. And, and that's really what this it does. Caused. Yeah, it does impact. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he, you know, acts of service was not his love language it primarily. And she was literally feeling like she was sacrificing to show him. Yes. And he was like, do less. Let's spend more time together. Correct. And it says, and I kind of have this underlined, and this is actually the second time that he said this in this particular story, but he used the word secure. He used the word, I used guess, in your in relationship. Story. Yeah, used it right here. Uh-huh. Like I'm pointing at it. See, I even put there's a key, and then over here, number two, he did it again, like in the same story. And I think the essence of, and maybe I think the it's both ways. The essence of love is to feel secure. Uh, it's to feel secure. It's to feel like and, your and, person, yeah. your person loves you, and, well. and you're secure in that. So, and I, I think he was. I think Doctor Chapman here was relating to the fact that, you know, although. You know, she was doing these things more like an act of service per se, but she was she was cooking and doing all these things, which she kind of alludes to, you know, a little bit more in depth. But all he wanted was just a quick meal and some time together, like whether that's intimate or whatever the case. And he felt secure in that. Yeah, so. I just want to go move along because obviously when we think about the reason I just want to move along was something I did not like about this chapter I'll be honest was okay. was there just wasn't a lot of talk about sex agreed I did not and so like we're dragging on I mean people are probably like get to physical touch get to physical yeah. touch because so many couples are not having sex so agree I'm, I'm so, with you on that yes. okay so I don't want to keep talking about some meat and potatoes and her culinary skills and be honest I want to move <laughs> forward because like say her culinary skills yeah okay. because sexual intercourse is only one dialect in in this to physical touch. physical touch but you know, it talked about hugging and hand-holding, and I can also tell you since I wasn't, like, a phys- like physical touch wasn't my thing. I remember when you and I were dating, and I think I told you this, we went to the mall. I mean, he had, he had drove up from where he lived to my state, and we had gone out. I was just showing him some things, and we were walking through the mall, and he openly held my hand. And what is remarkable about this 28 years later is I remember thinking he wants to touch me in public. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's sad. And I will never forget that how uh, 
how amazing that felt. Isn't that Wow, like I'm speechless, yeah. I wow. know. I know that's that crazy. in reading this, when it was talking about it, I remember thinking that. I remember, that's why I'm very, wow, so, that's honey, why I'm that's very crazy. open when you do love on me. And I'm, I, yeah. I appreciate it. it. It's not something that, it's not something that I had. I think that it became part of my love language because it's how you show me. And I know that. It, I liked the way it felt. Wow. That's astonishing. That's astonishing because... Do you remember that day in the mall? I do. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's, it's astonishing to me because if you flip that to my side, that was common. Like there was no, you know, like I would do that nonetheless. You know what I'm saying? Like there was no... Like to me, that's common. Like that was a... I don't know. Like we would be... Like we would come, we, like we would be leaving church, or we'd be out to eat, or we'd be whatever, and like our father would just grab us, hug well, us, hug us. You know, it was just a very, very open. You know, now I'm not talking sexuality, but I'm just talking I about know. that open. That I don't o- think that anybody open. would think that if your dad's hugging you after well, lunch. No, I'm just saying. Um, but moving on, uh, something else that I thought was interesting was when they get to the next story. Is it Pete and Patsy? Yeah. Well, before that. Like, I'm, I'm going to keep rewinding here just a little bit. I'm sorry. Okay. So just but, stay with me. But, okay. So but stay just with don't me. drag out some of this because I just don't think it was. Well, I'm, I'm not going to drag it out, but I think this is I think this is imperative. Okay. So especially when it comes to physical touch, he actually alludes here. Before before we and get I, into I the double I didn't mean that rude. I just meant that there was so much lacking that well, I want to talk about that. So uh, you go ahead and I, let's I, talk I, about I, what was there. Yeah, I would agree. And it, yeah, the sexual content was lacking. Agree. But he does say here, he talks about, and I'll be super quick, he talks about explicit and implicit actions. Yep. That is very, very real in a marriage. Yep. That's very real because explicit is, yo, girl, let's get naked and we're going to roll around and let's let's rock it on. Very upfront. Well, the implicit is just as important. Yeah. Oh, that's the that that's your implicit. Yes, that's the that's in the kitchen. Hug. Well, that is the hand holding in the mall. Yes, baby. But let's go beyond that. You're talking sexual. Yes. So let's go. (laughs) Well, but okay. But listen, though. Listen, there is for men. There is this implicit sexual uh, energy that when your wife brushes up against you, or like. If you're standing on the, if, uh, not standing, but if you're leaning on the counter and I come up from behind you, <laughs> right? I mean, come on. Like, that's, I mean, obviously it's not explicit. We're not just going to, you know, maybe if the kids aren't home, possibly, but, but like, you're not just going to drop your pants and go at it right there. Right. It was I mean, just a sexual touch. It's, it's a sexual, it's that kind of the innuendo, which is needed. Yeah, I would say it that is. That is so needed. Can you just say, for me, add that. No, for men. Okay, not. I don't know. Look, no, we're, we're not men. picking and choosing here. Well, I am. No, just say for me then. Well, of course it's for me. Because well, I don't care about other men, so I'm not going to do it. Well, but if it's for you, I will. <laughs> we do care about other men. No. You we need, care about other marriages. We care about I, other women. I'm men. not going to change my actions for other men. Well, of course not. And, but other men what listening. What I need you to say is for me, because it's really just about us. Us being vulnerable with each other teaches other people how to be vulnerable with each other. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. But I think there's a deeper meaning. And I think that goes back intrinsically into a man and a woman. Sometimes, but I also think that the reason I'm asking you to say if this is you is because on our sex series, you have a hard time initiating things. 
So for you, yes. that part's more important to that give you the go. Yes. To give you the go ahead to be like, okay, to I can take explicit. it. I can take it further. Yes. yes. So that's why I said that. Okay, that that's fine, baby. That's fine. But I'm telling you, implicitly, all men need that. Every single one of us. Okay. Every one of us listening. So that is a whether whether you're the initiator, whether you're the aggressor, whether you're not, whether you're timid, whether whatever. It's just that implicit. And, uh, you know, I think women need that too. You need the hand, the hand hold. So, okay, moving on. I agree. I think women need that too, 100%. Okay, next we'll, we'll get into the double consonant couples, right? The Pete, is it Pete? Pete and Patsy. And Something Charlie like the cat. Charlie the cat. So um, so with that, I don't really want to. I mean, you can detail out this whole story. I don't have the book in front of me. See, Chris always has the book. He has the cheat sheet. I just have a few random yeah, notes. You just have your notes, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, and I try to stay on track here. Um, but with the, so with our, it's just kind of funny. We were laughing about it, but it's always these double consonant, you know, the Pete, Patsy, Bill, and Betsy. It's kind of funny, but. The so with this couple here, uh, so obviously Dr. Chapman goes into a particular town or a city or whatever he does his seminars, and then he's always going to stay with someone or a church sponsored event or something like that. So couples always come up to him and they're trying, you know, if he stays with them for the weekend, then obviously there's like an agenda in that, and he's always thinking that they're gonna, you know, there's some sort of counseling session, it's gonna be or, needed or something like that. So, and in this particular situation, when he gets to their house. Everything was great. Everything was great. Like, there's nothing. He was kind of like, okay, so, you know, where's the questions? Like, I'm going to get it eventually. And he, I don't really think he even got anything until he was on his way to the airport. So, so was, I, thought was, I thought that was pretty They incredible. had worked out all of their issues early in their marriage. They had gotten along. Everything was great. All the things. He starts working a whole lot. They start drifting apart. Um, and there's a lot to go into. In fact, that was a very long story. It was – it. I think it actually took up probably most of the last half of the chapter, which in my opinion, I agree with you. I think we really need to kind of get into sexual content. So I think it would have helped. Here but was my take on that because I started thinking about the whole mall handholding. Okay. And when reading this story as, cause they, you know, what's incredible is typically you withdraw when you feel unloved. Absolutely. So they were both lacking their normal love language that they had no idea that they had been giving to each other. And so by doing so, they each withdrew as of to not get hurt. So I think about like like Chris, he is a very physical touch in all areas, implicit, explicit, all of it. So if he stops doing that, enough to where I notice, then I withdraw because I feel something's wrong. And he notices, I guess, that I'm not as talkative or as um, acts of yeah. service or, you know. Yeah, for sure. And so and then he withdraws more. And I just, I, yeah. I, th I started thinking that I can usually always tell when he's upset or something's bothering him because he'll withdraw or when he thinks I'm upset with him, he'll withdraw his physical touch, and then I notice. Indeed. Just like yeah, for just sure. Just like they did. 
That's uh, but and you, when they were talking about their their younger days, he it wasn't like she was very touchy then either. But she constantly reciprocated. Yes, I I'm thinking the exact same thing. So my so my point of view on that is so when they're dating. It seemed to me like he was the initiator, so he was the yeah, one always grabbing her hand, yes. doing this, doing that. And she was right there loving and it, she, and that reminded me of me. And she was loving it. So then when they get married... They're still doing it until his job. Well, until, yeah, until, you know, job, kids, whatever, yeah. house, whatever, fill in the blank. That's the effed up life, right? That's what your effed up life is. But in that, in that situation, what confuses me, it both confuses and I completely understand. Because he's like, look, you know, I want her, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but he wanted her. To touch him. To, to do something without him having to. Tell her. You know, I guess take take the step. Yeah. So, and then she didn't. And so. She had no idea. She had no idea. And the longer the she thing. didn't, the, the, the more he withdrew. Yes. And yes. she knew that. And, her, you know, she wanted time. And he withdrew totally because he wanted yeah. touch, but she had no idea. And it yeah, really goes back, no like, idea. we'll go through a communication, um, what, what are these called, series? Oh, so. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we'll go through a communication one because I feel like that's a big deal. But I think that was the problem there. So they ended up doing marriage counseling, and they found out, in a nutshell, took them six months, um, that they weren't giving, loving each other the way they needed to be loved. I think so. Um, but through that, it's uh, you just see so much of that. You see, you know, if Chris ever got too busy to where, you know, he didn't, like, I notice it when he doesn't tell me bye when he leaves. Oh. I'm like, you didn't even tell me bye. <laughs> You're like, oh, like, it wasn't intentional. But, you know, that these are little things that you notice if yeah. your spouse, you know, I think there's a... Yeah, and let's so let's get so hopefully you guys listening. I mean, hopefully you're really kind of taking this in. So here's here's my thing. I think you know in those situations, even like so, for instance, I don't say bye, right, or whatever the case. There is a little withdrawal there from something. It's not just an unintentional. Oh, I forgot. That's not true. But yeah, but sometimes so. it's me, and sometimes it's life. You, well, both, yeah. I mean, it, it could, could be, be one or the other. One or the other, or both, of, of course. But there is this essence in, and I, I say men, and I say that generally. So if it, if it doesn't refer to you, then it's, uh, it's uh, okay, I got you, bro. But men generally, there is this withdrawal mechanism. Oh, I don't see, I disagree because I'm a no. huge withdrawler. No. And I, I'm a female. No, because men, now, you can, you can, uh, clarify or you can distinctively define what withdrawal means? Like, does that mean that you just get real cold? Does that mean, like, you know, you try to force things? Is that, like, what does that withdrawal mean for you when you feel insecure as a male, as a husband? Like, that, that can mean different things. Like, for me, in our marriage, I tend to pull away. Like, withdrawal. I'll become... Like I don't, I don't yell at you. I don't. There's no physical. There's nothing like that. You withdraw. But I completely That's the withdraw. Term, withdraw. Okay. You well, pull away. With, I think you so can define that I, different ways. You can, but it's pretty much pull away. It's never in your face. <laughs> That's not a withdrawal. Um, 
But that goes back to saying, typically we withdraw when we don't feel loved. That was the whole statement there. So, yeah. I mean, if whether it's physical touch or not, even though that this is what we're on, the whole point of this book is you withdraw and there becomes problems if you're not being loved in your primary love language. So when we come to physical touch, we were all created to be touched or we wouldn't have so many nerve endings all over our body. Right, he says that. Yeah, so I thought that was correct. And, and so in talking, thinking this through and why he didn't talk, he did talk about how some sexual, you know, can be abuse, and that's not yeah, what he means. And, course, and I think yeah. that's why he was so standoffish. We're talking about love, and we know love does not hurt. It's not sexual abuse, At okay? All. So we're not going there. Yeah, no, it's, that's not what we're talking about. But we are going to talk about intimacy, and I think that a lot of marriages withdraw from each other because of the lack of intimacy, which is why we did that whole sex series, which I would love to redo again at some point because there's probably, probably a lot too. we didn't even talk about. But I really feel like that's such a big deal. And touch, like, and I'll be honest with you, touch is not my love language, but it is. Because I wasn't brought up with physical touch, but my husband taught me that that is how I receive love from him, you know? And I, I do give that back to him. It's not as easy for me, but sometimes it is. You know, I've gotten no, very accustomed course. to sitting next to him or on his lap or well, don't you think hugging it's easier, him when I see him. And I'll speak for women here, but I think there's <laughs> a... Speak for us all. Yeah, I'm going to speak for men and women, right? But, like, it's so it's it's so much easier to to show love in a physical touch, intimate, sexual manner when you feel secure. Oh, yeah, which like, goes back that's to almost the- It's almost easy. Yeah. Like it's just it free flows, it's organic, whatever whatever word you want to so use. So that is filling up your other love language tanks. So so my point is, and we have a couple minutes here before we get into our questions, but like how like as men, as men, when there's that insecurity or oh, oh, come on. So especially when you go two, three, four, five, six weeks this was in without the, yeah. any intimacy. Yeah. Right. This and then was in the book. You start passing each other in the kitchen, and instead of me brushing up next to you or whatever, I walk on the other side of the kitchen. Like a big baby. Like a big baby. Not, I, that, I we, mean, not that we've done that, but well, like anytime I mean, he gets upset, he'll be a big baby. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, you do. You'll walk around and... and okay, you know. I am not a big baby. Oh, my gosh. But, yes, wow. I see that point. It becomes worse and worse it and worse and worse instead of worse. better. It's it's that can somebody just talk about it? Can somebody yes. talk about what's so, happening? And I was getting there, so here's my point. How of all the love language that we, that we have spoken on, whether it's quality time, acts of service, words of affirmation, whatever. Gifts, gifts, gifts. Gifts, gifts. Yeah, obviously I'll leave that one for last, right? <laughs> or forget even, about that. As I say, I think you forgot. Yeah, just forgot. So, But in that instance... How is physical touch the most difficult love language to talk about? I don't I, I don't really think it is. Oh, sure. Do you? Absolutely. Acts of service, like you could receiving gifts were hey, I don't I don't I, I want you to say nice things to me. Like that's easier to say than I want you to touch me. Yes. Because oh a my touch gosh, connects yes. to love. Yes. Because like he even but says at one point, it's your strongest love language. So I think that's why you feel so passionately about it. Yeah, I don't know. I'd say I think that's on the whole. That's why I feel about gifts. That's why, I, I mean, just in my opinion, we get a little crazy here. I think that's where your pornography and all that 
I do this too. Culture, I think, yeah. This culture of sexual, sexual perversion. perversion is everywhere because it's difficult to talk about, but easy to watch. That's <laughs> so good. Right? It's difficult. Oh, let's get into this. Especially as a husband in a biblical covenant marriage, how difficult it is to look at your wife and say, hey. I need you to want me. Touch me. Touch me. I need you to touch me. And I don't, come on, guys. Come on. I don't need you to touch me on my shoulder. Not what I'm referring and just to. Just to let you know, that has the least amount of nerve endings. Right. So you may not even feel that. <laughs> you may not even feel that. <laughs> right. So, like, that's so funny. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. So funny, honey. But, like, I want you to touch me there. Yeah. I want you to touch like, my penis. Yes. Can you say that to me? Well, yeah. I want you to do way <laughs> more than touch my penis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And but that is so difficult. But it's not if you feel secure because we've laughed, we've laughed about stuff like that before. We have. You know, and when you feel secure, there is that open communication with that. Yeah. Like, girl, and then it just kind of goes from there. But when and you're not secure, that's that's where couples need to learn. Yeah, I understand that because I want to feel secure. That's what you holding my hand in the mall did. Yeah, it is made that, me feel like you were proud of me or you wanted me. Okay, How so sad is that? Well, it's not. That's a beautiful thing. It is. It's very sad. So, what's the difference? And I, I'm just being I'm being super honest here. So, what's the difference between something of that nature and then us being alone in the bedroom and I put my hand down your pants? What? Like. Per se, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't understand. Well, that. like for I guys, a, I'm just confused. Well, Hold on, I don't. Know. Well, for me, we went through something men. so sweet and secure <laughs> to like, like well, you know, what? Hands down your pants. Well, no, I think I just think it relates because that's that is most men in the mentality. I just want my hands in your pants, not in your hand. Well, you want your girl, like to put to, you, to put your hands down. His, his pants? pants? Yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, okay, his pants. You just yeah. want to be touched on your private areas. Yeah, often. <laughs> Can we say that? <laughs> often. Well, I'm glad to I don't learn need, something. I don't need food. <laughs> you don't have to fat me up with and kill me with food. Like I'm just glad I learned something. I really do yeah. believe that this is your biggest love language. This and words of affirmation. Yeah. I, I'll, hopefully, you guys listening, I think. Hopefully, you can figure out yours. Man, I almost think, and we've talked about this, Cindy and I have talked about this, I think I've, my love language is a little bit of every single one of them. I say yeah, giving gifts. Giving you, gifts is not my love language at all. Yeah, I know. It hurts. Well, it is yours. I know. Which I know that. But well, for me, like, So, I, I had wrote this down, but I think you answered it. I wrote down, like, yeah. I wanted to ask each other, what way is your favorite way to be touched? Well, we now know Chris's is he <laughs> wants my hands to touch his penis, yes. like, all the time. That's his favorite Put way. Put your hands down my pants, Chris. <laughs> So, I mean, I, we are all learning something through right, this process. Right, okay. <laughs> no one's ever going to want to shake my hand again right. well, or have me so prepare why, their food. <laughs> why do I feel so vulnerable right now? Well, my favorite way for you to touch me is not to stick your hand down my <laughs> pants. Okay, I'm just saying, like, not that it's I don't like it, but I like it when you hug me. And I like it when your arms are wrapped around me because, like, we're the perfect size for that. Yeah, because I'm not like six eight. You're not like five two. I know it's like, perfect. It just looks yeah. Painful. It just looks painful. Yeah, and I like to yeah, sit on your lap perfect. like Santa all the time, <laughs> and have you hold me. Well, with your hands down my pants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's the touch I you like. You can be my elf, honey. Be the elf. 
Wow. I love it. Okay. So now so, we're going to move on. So Yeah, hopefully that, hopefully that helps you guys a little bit. But we're not done with the book so, yet. We still have quite a bit. No, we have we have we will conclude probably two more podcasts yep, maybe. Two more on, podcasts with these uh, chapters. Kind of finish this up. And then we're going to get it I think we're going to get into an entire communication series. Yep. I think that's going to help going into the holidays. So guys, thank you for paying attention. We'll read these questions here. I, I always hope that you guys answer these questions together. I think it's fun. Sort okay. of give, give you something. Well, this is funny. Give you some communication. One of the first questions I have Get is, secure. between us, who is touchier? Obviously, I'm not touchy enough. I get that. Apparently I need to not. touch That's your obviously more. me, right? <laughs> That's obviously me. I really think I I'm touchy. I am. Actually, you are. I think you're touchy too, baby. I am a little touchy, but that's because of you. I wasn't touchy. Um, yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm I'm obviously like even even people we meet. Yes, like, he's overly touchy. Yeah, he has like to I'm watch a hugger, it. and I'll tell him I'm like I am so sorry. Like I'm a hugger. Like you know, I'm. Respectfully, I am not. Respectfully. Uh, I won't touch you at all. Yeah, Cindy's like. Hey. Yep. Yeah, yes, he's like, what's up? <laughs> um, if you get a hug from me, just know you're special. <laughs> Wow, Bruce, me paying attention to that now. Right. Okay. Is there anything about growing older that scares or concerns you? Oh Lord, yeah. I know, right? Oh my gosh, that's. I think I think it is a definite fear as you get older that you're going to lose your mind, oh, but I don't still, worry about that. but that you're still going to be like physically fine, but your mind is gone. So therefore, or ooh, come on, or vice, no, you don't, or you vice don't, versa. You, you don't get to. Yes, yes, I do. No, some people do fear, like, um, because they've, uh, they've watched parents go through, yeah. you know, not being Alzheimer's, able, Not being able dementia. to go to the bathroom and clean myself up is a fear. <laughs> Why? Because don't you just want my hands on your penis? <laughs> well, but that's, yeah, well, yes, baby. I'm surprised you don't keep start doing warm, that now. Right? Keep, keep me warm. Hey, sin, I just peed on myself. It's, Can you get this? Uh, right? <laughs> okay. Hopefully, don't pee on herself. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. That's what he tells our grandson. So what about you? Um, Where's that fear of getting old? It is just. It's probably more for women than men. I don't know. No, mine is literally it's uh, not being healthy. Like when I get up and I, I don't like if I haven't been on certain supplements for a while because I get complacent and then my knee, I feel my knee. It's like, oh, no. Because it's crazy because <laughs> like you're like, like my head, my mind is obviously much younger than my body right and um true that you know Lord and have mercy so it is it's just you know the the breakdown of our bodies i mean we're, we're i know we're born to die but the just you know the breakdown of that i want to preserve as much like do you do you feel that you're do you feel that you're scared to actually die no I don't i'm not either. scared to die i, I just don't, don't want to not be able to enjoy the life that I've been blessed with. Like, even if it was tomorrow. It's a scary question. Well, no, even if it was tomorrow, right, say it was tomorrow, I will have enjoyed every bit of the life that was given to me. We've done so much. I've been active. I've taken care of my health. um, You know, I'm Um, I'm not depressed. I pray that that for everyone. But I want also, so I'm not scared to die, but I want that when I'm 80 also. Sure. I don't want to get to where, you know, I can't be mobile and I, you know, I just, I want to yeah, take very I good care of myself. And, and yeah. if something happens yeah, and I, I do, I'm I just don't want to look back and regret. I wish I would have exercised. 
I wish I would have ate better. I wish I would have taken better care of my body. Because, you know, so as long as I don't have regrets. Do that now. As long as I don't have regrets, I think I'll be fine, to be honest. So I have to remember that. Of course. So that that's the that's the thing. So the last question. Yeah, last question. We went kind we went kind of deep right there, but that's okay. Between us, who is more cautious? Oh, that's you. Me. Oh my gosh. Me. I have kept Chris alive <laughs> through our whole marriage. <laughs> I'm just saying, and out of jail. Well, there is there is those moments where I'll get kind of crazy, but. Touch my real, penis. Touch my penis, girl. Right. <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> Guys, thanks for Check us out. FTUPLife.com. F-T-U-P-Life.com. Thanks for listening.